Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Heading out to Bray is a relaxing journey. There's the dart, Dublin Bay opening up before you, pleasant seafront noise. And then you meet the happy pair boys who have their cafe, restaurant and shop down the road in Greystones and all of a sudden the pleasant, relaxing summer noise is broken just by the intensity of how much work they actually do. There's the shop, there's the cafe, there's the restaurant, there's the online shop, there's the online happy hard course, there's the classroom happy hard course, there's Shoreline which is a kind of a takeaway model kind of cafe down in the local gym. Works really well. Uh, we distribute we distribute our products to about three hundred stores around Ireland. Mostly super value being the main one, um, and we do health and education courses where we, you know, we do our happy heart and course, the and then the book, and then we do kind of corporate talks, kind of health and wellness talks, and kind of do YouTube. And we stuff do YouTube stuff. I've come out to Bray to talk to the guys about the food that they've made as kids, and about the world of the happy pair, which is detailed in their new book. And also about their lives now, what their mottos are, what they're inspired by, and what the happy pair is really all about. And when you were a kid, what was your favourite repeated thing to cook, or being watched made, or, or watched uh, grow? Or... I think we probably weren't that fruit. We weren't really that no, into No, I'd say it was more like we cereal. Were too busy cereal. I think we used or... to be called cereal killers, as in, as in C-E-R-E-A-L. Because <laughs> um, we, we used to be able to hop off... Uh, you know, a bag of Alpen probably between us nearly. Yeah. Or, you know, between, we used to assassinate, you know, Country Store and Alpen and Brand Flakes. I remember that. And then Porridge, I guess, it evolved into, but that was kind of what was... Yeah, I so remember. Pretty good. Breakfast fruit, was fruit. our most... We used to eat a lot of fruit. Yeah. Like a lot a of apples. A huge amount of fruit. Yeah. But we grew up eating a standard Irish diet, you know, ham and cheese sambos, you know, and white bread. And when the bread was a bit stale, you buy a bag of crisps if you had the money. Yeah. You put them in the sambo and, it was, you know... If you so could afford it, you go get chips on a Friday. Mom did her absolute best at kind of feeding us homemade flapjacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you rebel and you go in and try and swap it for a stinger bar or something, you know. When did the scales fall then in terms of what is important to put into your body and what isn't? You know, when did that, that, that realisation I think it was, uh, it was kind of gradual, but it happened over a period of time, like finishing college and finally not really, well, like because all the way through college lived at home. Um, and it was only literally... Huh? Isn't that cool? See the hole? Yeah, yeah, amazing. It was only when I like we went... It. I think we signed up to do a marathon. And when we signed up to do a marathon, it was like... We were travelling around Europe at the time, just getting drunk and chasing women, really. And, um, you know, eating pretty poorly. And we decided that we were going to do a detox. Hard. I think it was kind of hard. Like, we were struggling because we were... You were hung over and running 15 miles in the sun around Rome. Like, it wasn't that pleasant that we realised, OK, we've got a month to do this marathon. We haven't really trained. So we kind of decided to take action and that was do a detox I think that kind of started it all really and the idea of the detox was eat brown bread give up drink or alcohol yeah and um, eat as clean as we could like well really just try and food. help try and help see if it affected our you know yeah and felt really well and we said we do it for a month did the marathon marathon went great 
you know, and we felt really well, so we said, let's try it for another month. Or try till Christmas. It was more, let's try and do till Christmas, because that was the end of October. And, uh, you know, found out we were saving more money, feeling better, having more energy, and uh, and then it came to go and meet all the lads from school and go and get drunk again. It was like, you know, going, this was it, this was the end of it. We're signing back up to all the lads again, and... Uh, went for pints in town and me and him ended up getting the last train home like we were we were slagged all night and we were you know whatever we'd but it kind of didn't feel right to go back down the path that we'd always gone on you know whatever way and we'd almost like gone gone down one road and that was didn't really want to go yeah it was that kind of thing and it was like there was no going back I don't know why and I guess that and then after that we ended up that was that was Christmas. We went and then travelling separately. That January we both went away separately. So it was the first time we'd lived away from home. You know, at home we ate mum and you know, whatever mum cooked really. So it was the first time we were taking responsibility for our own what we wanted to do and it kinda happened naturally. Like it was just for me I went to South Africa. I was going to be a golf pro, I wanted to be a golf pro, joined Stellenbosch and I just didn't wanna I don't know. It wasn't like a conscious, direct decision, but I wasn't didn't buy meat, didn't you know, I was eating loads of fruit because it was January, it was right high the summer over there. And then you called me and, and you yeah, I was. Come to I, the I went to Vancouver and, and I'd met guys in Vancouver that I knew and they were really cool and they, funnily enough, they didn't really drink and I'd never met anyone that didn't drink mm. and they seemed really cool and they seemed to have a great time. Um, one of them said I could come sleep on his floor so I slept in his farm for a week and then made way way up to Whistler and I met an Irish guy from Greystones and he said I could sleep on his floor and in the apartment was a, a vegetarian from... Australia, a fella called Adrian, and he was a surfer and he was very cool. And going to an all boys school, you don't, you know, you don't meet vegetarians, or I didn't meet any vegetarians. So the idea of a vegetarian was like someone from a different planet. Mm. So I was uh, intrigued and kind of asked him, you know, what do you eat? And he was cooking a sweet potato, and I did, I'd never tasted a sweet potato or didn't know what it was. And coconut milk and lentils, and thought, geez, this is deadly. You know, can I eat what you eat? And we can, I can eat what he ate for the week. And we were trying all sorts of different foods that I'd never even heard of, really. Where does your enthusiasm in general come from? Do you to, think, um, where is it rooted? Um, I think being twins is quite... Yeah, I'd say it's... I make life they say, I, I watched some TV show recently where they said that twins on average, whether right or wrong, was, I think it was on ITV, they said that twins on average live two to three years longer and they live happier, more fulfilled lives because they have... Just complete support and security yeah. and I think with having that and spending so much time together you're more up for having a laugh and not taking too well, serious well you're always a we you're never like I, I don't say I like it's always we we did this we did that and people go who's the we and it was oh sorry yeah, me. you know which we is that you know you're talking about you know mm. Do you think you compete more against each other or against your own self? It used to be hyper competitive against one another, like because we were always, you know, we were born up competing for attention, competing for love and affection. So I think till we were about like right now in this interview, we're no, no, we're not competing. <laughs> yet. But I think I think after a while we kind of realised that it's an it was an underlying team. But no, we realised that it was much more powerful when we worked together. Yeah. and we kind of just put our energies together. It kind of naturally evolved into that. As with most people, I think there's a competitiveness, but they tend to. Are they able to focus it? It's not like an, uh, a childish competitiveness where it's, you know. So, yeah. All of this is built around, obviously, you know, a quality product and a very good and clear message and, and vision, but it's also built around yourselves, you know, who you are as people, how you look, how you are physically, how healthy you are, and all that kind of stuff. Where does the happy pair end and you guys begin brilliant question I don't know 
I guess being a twin, you never really had a me. So yeah. you, you know, you never had a very clear sense of I or sense of self. Good one. You're going well existential, possibly. But um, you know, I, I would say with those, I would say it's completely lo- can I, blurred. Well, can I can I go? Yeah, okay, it's completely yeah, okay. blurred. Like we never really had a clear sense of the I because you were always a twin, and I was called David half my life, and Stephen the other half, and probably which one are you or, or Flynn, Flynn or twin whatever? Or... And you, you learned you don't really care. You know the way. And, and so I'd you probably have a lesser sense of self than the and we're quite we're, we're very open and we don't really we're not that concerned about kind of the definition of things and with work we kind of love it and it's such a passion it's something you believe in so much that there's very little separation between you know it's it, it's all one really I, I would be the, the clearest straightest answer I would think rather than the typical work and life you know I think it's all life I think that was one bit that we put in the book where it was about that was a fun theme that I was trying to write into that you know this work-life balance I think it's more if you're doing something you love it's more it's all life like it's a bit like I remember when we were teenagers it was like it was all rugby it was all golf it was all sport and then that kind of shifted into other things and then and then it's like you know it's just like a focus where you're so I remember with golf I was so into golf I used to read golf I used to play golf I used to watch golf I used to wear golf you know it was all golf and And then it's all shop yeah, now it's all kind of the happy pair, really, and life, you know, the rest of life. But it's all life, you know, that kind of way. It's happened at a, an interesting time as well, maybe fortuitous, or maybe you kind of were setting a precedent in, in some ways that what or you were doing... It just happened. And, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, we were followed, you know. But, like, you know, obviously what you're doing now, people have, are completely changing what they yeah, do yeah. their bodies yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean... And there is that sense of, like, you know, Steve Jobs just happened to go to the school with the biggest computer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Just by chance, so you know. So have you, how do you feel stepping back and looking at all of this kind of stuff unfold? Because some of it is obviously really welcoming. I mean, you'd cringe sometimes at how Irish people treat their bodies and the things that they, they take in, as loads of people in the, in the Western world, whatever. But how do you observe this uh, shift. culture shift, essentially? That's unfolding. I think it's amazing. I think it's much needed, you know, from many different levels. You know, like environmental, sustainably, climate. Well, I think as know, society, really, economically, um, as well as health. I, I think there's two bits. There's one one element of it's kind of dry, like people are driving it for because they want to feel better and look better. That's one element. To it. And I think the other bit is a backlash that we have to do it. Otherwise, we're you know the writings on the wall that you know I think it's 60% of the Irish population are going to die from heart disease or cancer like that's statistics so it's like people are realising that okay geez, okay I've got to actually do something if I don't want to get some if I don't want to be sick you know mm. oh, but I think always when we started the happy pair it was to create a happier healthier world and it's like it's we wanted to start originally as a charity because mm. money was so secondary so I guess we've always felt that we had a really strong message that we want to share with the world and that's, and why, I think I, that's was, why I think we both feel so comfortable in social media because it gives it, it allows amplifiers. Or a feeling that you can be transparent because you feel like I, I've, I don't have anything to hide. This is what it's warts and all. Through our own experience of like school, society's values, you know, all the kind of Hollywood values that are projected upon us. There's you know that that you kind of pick up as you're growing up, and then going to college and studying business, and it's all like money and like all those kind of which we found in our own experience kind of superficial values that didn't necessarily fit for us and it was only from going travelling where we realised you know and this was separately which was which was a huge deal for us to go go off to anything separately yeah 
then we realised that we were super into food and, and farming and land and all of those things and that that really connected us to a much happier sense of self for those kind of things you know a deeper sense of self that coming back it felt so natural to try and express those things you know yeah and but uh, I think you put it you, I remember you called me up and you said I, do you want to start a health food revolution Dave and it was like that was what it was like if we were trying to put words on it that was what it was it was like we had there was such a transformation well, a different life. just give me one sec Sorry, yeah. there was such a transformation within ourselves that it was like I really want to like I don't know what the hell's in me but I, I feel like I've got to share this because it, it you know people are looking for different ways of life and or different things that give them meaning yeah, yeah and make them connect them to things well, maybe that's what we were maybe I, connect I, them to different things now we're talking really philosophical here yeah. but uh, I think like the recession and those kind of things brought people back to community, to reflect community. on community and basics and realising that food and health and healthy relationships are so fundamental to life and not necessarily having a third car or a house in Marbella you know I think that's ultimately it like I think at the root of it all it's like we all want to be happy mm. like we really do you know like we both got two kids not together separately and uh, like we both I want my kids to be happy you know I really do and if I ask anyone what do you want from life underneath the kind of values of I want a new car I want a new house whatever I want a holiday my legs sore yeah my legs sore it's like you want to be happy like and I think what we found is that food and eating healthy is one of the most fundamental things to our happiness and also Duke University one of the big Ivy League universities in the States did a big study on trying to find out what was the most central thing to our happiness as humans and they found health was the most important yeah. which you wouldn't think like looking at a newspaper or the news or a magazine but uh, you know it's You're without it it's now. very difficult to be happy Well, I think so, first, first thing is to connect with your frustration, isn't it? Like, and, and then from there, there's at least it's a motivation for change. And then it starts simple. Like, start with something that you like. Like, there's no point sitting eating a kale. Start with something so simple. Oh, yeah, okay. Can I, like, um, you know, there's one thing to sit and have a kale salad through gritted teeth. And that's not healthy. That's, you know, mm. it, it might be physically healthy, but emotionally you're like, you know, it's... Yeah. So I, th I think start with where you're at. Like, even if it's, you know, instead of having cornflakes, try to eat porridge you know or yeah. something or just try eat brown gym. bread instead of white bread or try eat whole baby pasta steps. instead of white pasta and for me I think it's the, the it, to start with I would say people to let go of there's any perfect there's no perfect in terms of food it's just it's just a series of healthy habits that if you make more of them you're going to be more likely to be healthier and as a result hopefully happier mm. so I think that's it it's one step at a time and I think it's it's kind of like simple little things like instead of eating a, a you know a processed lunch you could eat just a simple soup and bread like you know like it's not and it's not about being vegetarian or vegan or anything it's just eating more whole foods more natural foods that our body has evolved on you know that makes us feel better I asked them what people can expect from the new book we call it the world of the happy pair because it more gives reference to the greater community and kind of kind of talks about why we do what we do I think and talks more about like our kids feeding our children and talks more about health and our experience with running the happy heart or course talks more about I think the bigger story like it talks about our dad and how he reacted when we first started making our changes and his own kind of experience with it you know there's little bits like this where it's I think it's it's I think it's really nice there's lots of bits and, in it. and it builds do you find yourselves letting people into your lives more in terms of your really cold word, word consumer base you know that you're letting them 
learn more about you in terms yeah, of Yeah, I play Snapchat. I love Snapchat. I'm having a great time with it. Really, and enjoying just the sense of... And interested to wear the boundaries. I, I, I love the, the weird social aspect out of it. Like, even there in the shop, like, I was someone, like, there's, like there was Alex there and Juliana who work with us. Like, we have a really great team. And he was like, how's London? And I was like, I had a great time. He said, I was watching Snapchat. Yeah, so this and this. And it's like, it's, you know, that you're kind of sharing it, but yet they're not there and they get to see it and share the bits that you show. And it was, it's like really, is- and, and even people come to the shop and they'll go, they'll go, I know I've never been here, but I know you're Shane, you're Paul, you're Raj. I feel like I know this place. You know the way? If there was a gun to your head and you had to tell somebody what your, your kind of life philosophy or mantra is, what would you tell them? Be happy, have fun. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.